Welcome to the Signature Life Podcast, where we sit down with signature real estate agents with a shared conviction that moving towards things we want in life starts with the choices we make today. We are creating an ever-evolving culture for those who wish to participate in a larger mission to help others achieve their full potential and a signature life. Welcome to the Signature Life Podcast. This is episode four. I'm here with my um, co co-founder, partner, business partner, Mike Rasmussen. Um, I'm going to call this episode the um, the Founders Edition. Love it. Because um, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about you, how we met, mm-hmm. um, how Signature started, mm-hmm. and kind of some of the vision going forward and what we've got going on. So um, first, we've known each other for quite a few years. Longer than I thought, actually, when I started thinking about it. It was about... It's about 15. That long, huh? It's already been on. Let me think real quick. Uh, no, it'd be about 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. yeah. And we met, um, obviously, at that other brand. Yep. We were at Exit Realty for a long time, and, and we were both... Uh, I started out as a franchisee. I think you did, too. Yep. Yep. Franchisee with... In uh, Minnesota. The first franchise in Minnesota. Sold. Yeah, and I yep. think I was the second franchise in the state of Utah. And uh, so we went down that path, and then we all both ended up into regional ownership. Correct. And that regional ownership took you to Alaska. Yep, it was one of those uh, go big or stay home type things. Right. It's like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend all my money on one thing, I might as well spend uh, uh, all the uh, money saved in my houses on another thing. So yeah. So you, you and then my regional ownership took me from Utah to uh, Las Vegas or Nevada. Correct. And so both of them, we went down similar paths in that. I think we got started in real estate very differently though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I started um, as an agent, and I think you started as an investor, right? Yeah, I uh, I was doing another career path, um, uh, law enforcement at the time, and on my days off, and uh, basically any time I wasn't working, I was doing the flipping before flipping was what we know as flipping. So uh, I was buying, buying du- and selling, buying and selling duplexes and fourplexes, living on a cot, fixing it up on my off hours. You know, eating out of a out of a microwave, and then uh, once I get it done, I'd move into the other unit, do the same thing, and then when the building was done, I'd I'd sell the building or rent it all out, depending upon whatever happened first. Mm-hmm. And I had a real good friend uh, whose brother was a Remax agent, and I'd give him all my business whenever I couldn't get it sold on my own, and uh, doing the for sale by owner thing, thinking I knew everything, which I didn't. <laughs> and then of course I thought what all investors thought, which is. Uh, as soon as I kept pay- making large, uh, large uh, commission checks payments to him off these off these flips, I kept thinking, oh, man, you know, guys taking advantage of, you know, not doing any work, and I'm doing all the work, and he's not doing anything. Well, of course, making a good living. Oh yeah, he says, well, you should go get your license then. Well, I actually took him up on it and did it, and then I realized he was doing a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> after the fact. Yeah, and then like an idiot, I. Uh, I went from being an agent to being a broker within two years and owning an office within a year after that, and then a region within a year or two after that, and the rest was history. So Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, I, I went the traditional route. I was in the restaurant business. I know you ran restaurants as well, and uh, uh, basically sold my restaurant and went into real estate. I don't know what I was thinking or expecting. <laughs> And I think it was uh, I was two weeks into a sales training. I went, oh my gosh, what did I do? Well, I'm I in sales. Did. Yeah. But uh, never looked back. 
and I've enjoyed it ever since. I got into management about five years after getting my license and started an independent, uh, grew to nine agents, worked our butts off for three years, found the Exit Realty franchise, mm -hmm. followed the system, and grew to 300-plus agents. You were um, huge. Yeah, you figure then the next logical step is regional yeah, ownership. Regional ownership. Yeah, well, that was tough um, because both of us got in really about the time of the crash. Correct. And I wish I would have done a little more research because I bought the state of Nevada, and when I um, I just thought, how hard can it be to sell Correct. franchises? And uh, I planned on keeping my offices going up there and just come down and sell franchise here and there. I did the similar thing. Yeah, and then you find out that all the major brands are closing yep. and people are filing bankruptcy and everyone's moving out of their houses yep. and, oh, yep. crap, what did I do again? Yep. But uh, the neat thing was uh, that I did get to meet you. We went through a lot of uh, regional owner trainings. I Yeah, I think that was meetings. invaluable. Yeah. I, I look back at that time now um, for, for me, and I, I'm, I'm sure you have similar feelings that not only did I get to meet a lot of really good, interesting people from a lot of different walks of life, mm -hmm. I was surprised that in the regional ownership world in many of the brands, the people that own the regions have, n have never been in real estate before. Right. They're just investors or business people that have done other, other, uh, you know, other career paths, and then they decide, okay, hey, I can own the state and sell franchises. And I think I quickly realized that selling franchises was one of the hardest things on earth to do. Lonely job. Lonely job. And, it, and the work you in real estate, you know, I always lived by that mantra that, uh, you know, as an agent, the work you do today will pay you 90 to 120 days from now. Mm -hmm. right? Well, in franchise sales, the work you do today might not pay you for two or three years. Or ever. Or ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you have to take a lot of faith and, and you have to be disciplined and financially stable enough to last long enough to be able to pick the right people only. Right. Which is the biggest problem I think everybody did. You know, yeah. in many, most brands, they, they, to get big, they have to pick people that maybe shouldn't be running their own, running right. their own business. And it's unfortunate. So, yeah. And you and I were one of the few that, that were in real estate and the franchises, Absolutely. which naturally then we're, we're drawn yep. to each other. Yep. And we have a lot of similar, yeah, similar I, things to talk about. And at the end of the night, it seemed like yep. after the training and yep. a few drinks and everyone's gone, it's you and me talking. I, I think the other thing that we had in common, and I look back on now, that was invaluable um, is a personal growth, our business together, learning from each other, um, was we look at things from two very different angles a mm -hmm. lot of times, but we both have a tendency to get to the exact same answer. Uh, and just a different way. Just a different way, which is, I look now learning how to do more management stuff and trying to become better at it, which is I'm learning is a never-ending process. Um, that's invaluable. Mm -hmm. That's an absolutely invaluable thing. Your way isn't always the right way. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my way isn't always the right way, but I think you know us getting to that point. Uh, it, it was it was neat to learn that looking at it from somebody else's perspective, you can get to the same answer or a better answer working through the process. Right. And I think you and I, what I look back on in the development of our friendship and our business together, we both were serial entrepreneurs. When you most everybody else was sitting around having a beer, a cocktail, or a soda, and talking about their kids or or sports, we did a little bit of that, but then we quickly started talking about business. Yeah, naturally. And it was just our natural hobby, 
Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't just our life. It was our hobby also. And it still is to this day. It's what I'd rather talk about. Right. And, and I think that naturally you and I found kindred spirits in that where I think some of the other people in the room, they, number one, they weren't brokers. They weren't real estate agents. They were just regional owners. Right. And we were looking at it from the added or from the standpoint of a real estate agent and from a franchisee as well as that from a regional owner. And so we had a different perspective. So agree. The, uh, it was, it was neat too, as, as we were doing that, we started, I look back on it now and I see that we, we started, uh, developing signature real estate group back then. Oh, absolutely. Um, without even knowing it because we started talking about the problems in the industry, the, the weaknesses of our brand. Right. Um, how would you fix it? How would I fix it? What would you do different? Um, all the time. I think some of my favorite conversations we still have today. Yeah. Is when we get back doing that again. Um, you know, you and I talked off air, you know, over the last couple of weeks that, that every time that we even have an issue in our business or personally with trying to go two different ways or, or where we're at on our vision, to me, it's always about getting back to that. Right. And every time we've done it, we seem to be better for it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we call it the magic. The magic, exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we owe Kona Grill some money. <laughs> we should have bought stock. <laughs> well, they just got a plug, so That's we're right. even now. <laughs> no, it's true, though. It, most of what we've talked about and developed has been over a drink or over a steak. Or or sitting in the car driving somewhere. Yeah. The number of times we got into a conversation and would work through other businesses' problems is amazing to me. Yeah. Other brands, the good and the bad that they're doing, the problems they were having, how would you do it differently? Um, I think we're preparing ourselves for this journey then. Yeah, so no, I, yeah, for sure. Advance. So here would, here would be a thing. I mean, as we're going along, the interesting thing is we're, we're following a, a similar path right. before we even really started working together. Yep. We're bouncing ideas off each other. Um, yeah, we were. We're, we're helping each other through little issues in each of our markets and stuff. And, and I remember my final days at, at exit, mm-hmm. um, were kind of dark for me because mm-hmm. uh, anytime you're changing directions and stuff, there's feelings that you hurt, stuff like that. Right. And and uh, it, it was tough because I'd put 10 plus years to that brand. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I'd learned a lot from him and I'm very grateful for the time I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember the day that I, I called you and I says, uh, I'm <laughs> thinking about leaving Exit Realty. Yep. And you said. I My exact words were, Really? I've been working on leaving them for the last six months. So <laughs> we were both on the same track Already again. On the process, yeah. Yeah. And it was a neat time. It was a tough time in my life because it was a transition. I couldn't really work, non-compete, this kind yep. of stuff as we're working through that agreement. We were under contracts. Um, and, and your friendship meant a lot to me because you came down from Alaska quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And we'd just sit out at the pool. And, yeah, uh, the marker board days. Yeah, we had marker boards, and we had uh, steaks and wine. Yep, yep. And we basically diagrammed out Signature Real Estate Group on my, whiteboards. My favorite day, and I know we've told the story before, but you can correct me if I embellish it too much, you know. It, it, stories always get better the more every time you tell it. When right? you tell them. When I tell them. There <laughs> you go, right? Um, my favorite day I look back on was the weekend you, I, uh, you, you said, yeah, I want to do this, do another brand. And I said, okay, that's great. And I was already coming down to see you working on another project we had. 
And at this point, you hadn't even asked me to be a part of it or yet. And you just said, hey, I want to bounce some things off you. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, I'm coming down anyways. And we did exactly what we had always done, which we were sitting out there having a a bottle of wine and steaks. And uh, we had the marker board. And I remember saying to you, well, yeah, I like that idea, dot, 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 dot. And I started writing it on the board, of course, in my scratch that only I could read. And you were like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Mike. And, and I said, I think I said something like, remember when we talked about blank and blank and you said, hold on a second. And you went into your, in your office. I remember this vividly in the house. And 10 minutes later, you showed back up with paper after paper after paper of pictures that you had printed off where you had taken photographs of the marker boards when we had talked about other people's businesses in the yeah. past. And it was the coolest thing because on those pictures was the business plan. Yeah. I mean, everything that you wanted in your vision that you were wanting me, wanting to bounce off me, we had already written out. And, yeah. and you even, you had that business plan already started and you quickly started tweaking stuff one after yeah. another. We threw more stuff on the board. I always yep. took pictures of it. I still have that. I haven't printed off. They're actually in a binder. That's neat. And, you know, it's, and there's a lot of things in that book that we haven't put into play. Sure. But I still go back and go, it's just not the right time yet. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I, like or you said. what were we thinking? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so, so. Well, you know, what do they say? Vision boards are exactly that, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't know, you don't know what you're looking for until you write it down. That's right. And then you don't have the ability to see it until you visualized it and write, written it down. So mm-hmm. I, I still, I look back at that time. Um, and I, and I even think that we should do more of it. Um, uh, I could when, use a steak. I could too. <laughs> <laughs> and some wine. Uh, you probably couldn't deal with my eyes, probably couldn't handle reading my writing on the market board anymore. But, um, I, I look back at that time and whenever we're having any other issues or problems or trying to solve a problem, I look back at it going, that's a, a process every young company should do. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost more important than their vision statement. I think it's a process that every company should do on a yearly basis. I almost think you should do it all the time, every yeah. time you have a project. I'm starting to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't, yes, you can waste a lot of time, but I think you also clean up a lot of future wasted time sure. and a lot of future wasted money or efforts going down the wrong path. Because like you said, at one time, I, remember, I forgot what it, who it was exactly, but we were working with some people and and then we and some people had to leave us and for one reason or another and you said what did we do wrong why how why did we pick that and you went back and we started talking about well what's the personality we actually want and then all of a sudden that person that right person's there it was like boom there they are there's the person that matches that that personality, everything they brought to the table. Well, and that was kind of the birth of the, the we grow by talent. hundred percent. And, and assembling our team, which we'll yep. get into, um, the key players that we put into place yep. and stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, one of the lessons I learned through that is we brought people on, um, sometimes without thinking through what our need was. Absolutely. And then we held on too long. Yep. Um, yep. and it didn't do them any good or us any good. No. And so I think that's a uh, hard lesson. Yeah. For I think that's a hard lesson for any entrepreneur, for any business owner. I think it's I think there are people that um that have no problem cutting people loose. Mm-hmm. But if you're the type that only has only cuts people loose, it means you have no empathy. And we're both very empathetic people. So we have a tendency to keep them on sometimes longer than it's best for them. 
Yeah. Not just us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I'm not saying we should, everybody should look at, f- learn how to fire. That's not it. It's, well, I think they should. Yeah. Fire right. Right. Exactly. You know? But if when, you also when. look at, if you also look at our staff from, from the beginning, it's not like I want people to take it the wrong way that we brought people on. We, oh we fire all these people. No, and stuff. not at all. We you have know, most of our people still with us. From day one. Day I one. mean, yep. Janet Carpenter, we had yep. a great, we were blessed to get her at yep. that point. Ashley. We weren't, and Ashley oh Pace, she's still there, and Monica. and the, I mean, the hiring of Ashley and what you told me the first couple months that we had her on is an absolute lesson that every business owner of any kind in any industry should actually sit down and think about. The fact that I still remember you saying it's, she might not have all the experience right now, but she is the right personality to grow into all of those experiences mm-hmm. as we grow. And you said she will treat this like it's her company from day one. And she does. And she does. And that is something that I think is an absolutely invaluable lesson. You know, uh, I, and the funny part is, is if you put that person in the right person in play at the beginning like that, you seem to pick the right people in other positions because you're, it's, you're just adding to that same group of staff. Well, and I had a conversation with one of our agents last night, Ellie Morris. Uh, we had our oh, Christmas party. Yeah, Ellie. And he was like, oh, man, you guys are just great. You're great. And I said, it, it's you guys that make this company mm-hmm. great. And he goes, no, it's, it's, it's you guys and what you put together. And I said, Ellie, you got to understand, like attracts like. Yep. So 100%. if you start off with good people, you attract good people. And if you get rid of the people that don't fit that culture, That's right. you can continue That's to right. grow because the right people will be attracted. What do they, what do they call it in basketball? Uh, addition by subtraction? Yeah. Right, you want to have the right people to fit together as a team, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. You can't have all superstars because superstars will kill each other. Yeah, and you can't have all people that don't want to be there either. You have to have people that work together as a team, and that's really hard and painful to build. Right, yeah. I mean, and I think it's also always evolving, right? Because as the staff grows, so does their expectations, and as we grow, so do our expectations. Um, uh, with each other, with what we want out of it, where your vision is going, it changes. Right. People, people's lives change, and so does the industry. Well, you so. look back. You look at events when you when you have anything to do with the company, and they bring their families. You oh, you realize God. how many lives are impacted by every decision you remember make. the fifteen hundred person souls comment mm-hmm. at Christmas. Mm-hmm. There, the two two events where I realized, or two moments where you and I were having a conversation in the back of the room where I knew we were on to something different and where we really were an empathetic, ba- empathy-based company. And it was, I remember on our vision board, again, you know, we talked about we only grow because of talent. Right. And we also talked about how, how uh, um, it was, our customers truly are the agents. Mm-hmm. And lots of brands say that, but very few of them live it. And I remember the first time where we put that into practice absolutely was the, the very first time we had our leaders luncheon. Mm-hmm. You remember this? The very first one. And there was a pause when we were handing out the, the awards and where it was like one of us should get up and say something, right? And first words out of your mouth were, no, we're not saying anything. It's about them. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk at all. And it was almost a mind shift for me at that moment to live what you're saying, right? Right. And 
to the point where I think after a couple of them, the, some of the brokers had to drag you up for a couple times to say something. They had to drag me up last night too. <laughs> and then, but it's it's funny because it's like I don't want to make it about us. It's yeah. But they also want to hear from their leaders. They do. So they it's, it's been leaders. a fine line for me to learn as well. Hundred percent. Um, but you know, I I think there's there's great power in getting up and thanking them for what they've done and, and moving on. But. I've also seen people in the past, you know, and I'll give you an example. It was an awards night with one of our franchisees um, when I was with Exit, yep. and it was here in, in Nevada. Yep. And uh, every award he handed out, he just said, yeah, I've spent a lot of time with this person. I've made them great. I've helped them sell a lot of homes. And it kind of took away from the agent. And that's when it really hit me that mm-hmm. it was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not about you. Right. You know, it's about them. And... Um, I had a good lesson of that be in my career before, in between exit and when we did signature. I actually had a small boutique office named after my last name, and it was a good marketing tool in in, in Alaska where I, where I was living, because that name is a very predominant business family uh, name that in does a lot of charitable. Yeah. yeah, very very big name. Uh, not because of my family, just happened to share the same name. So people just assumed that we were a part of that same Rasmussen Foundation and things like that. So we, it was very good for marketing. Mm-hmm. However, I had several top agents that didn't want to join the company because they didn't like going to companies that had a last name in the name. Right. And it was a very good, uh, you know, moment in my career where I'm like, you know, they're, they don't want that. They just don't want that. And if your customer doesn't want something, you better give them what they want. Right. Right. And it was hard as an ego then to take your name off of something. Right. But it's interesting how that plays out. Yeah. So. Well, and you look at it this way though. Um, obviously the name of our company is Signature Real Estate mm-hmm. and uh, it's still your name. Right. You know what I mean? That's it's right. just not your last name. That's right. But it's still something you'd be very, very proud that you've helped build and, and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind. I, I'm more proud of this than anything. The signature life? Yeah. I think, you know, what was it, uh, about four or five months ago when we were having our broker training, um, and, and you guys were, uh, you were out of the room taking care of something, and I was up trying to help, help them all walk through what, what are we? Yeah. You know, what's our... Sh- are, are somebody was saying what's our two minute or our two minute elevator pitch? Yeah, and I kept saying we don't need an elevator pitch. We are, yeah, I, signature, and it was driving me nuts. It was driving you nuts, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me as soon as I started talking about signature life, everything fell into place. Yeah, and we were going down that path, and then later that day we had some other other people came in and really put it into place, and and everybody got it. Yeah, and I look at this of this is nothing more than a logo that represents everything you and I talked about for three, four, five years leading up to it without ever knowing it. Because we never once talked about real estate when we wrote on the board. We're talking about helping agents have a better life, everything else that went along with that. Yeah. So, So, yeah, the name of our company is Signature Real Estate Group, but the secret sauce is Signature Life. 100%. And, you know... The, our Utah branch has really gotten behind this. Really I know Alaska is really starting yep. to kick it off. Yep. Um, but it is, it is truly the differentiating factor mm-hmm. in our in our company. Yep. Is that we actually care more about the agent than just their production. Hundred percent. And we want to continue to develop uh, their skills, um, help them in their their lives, yep. and create opportunity for them where there's never been opportunity before. Right. 
Um, in all walks of their life. In all walks of their yep. life. But before we get too much deeper, yep. in that, I want to take you back to May. Um, uh, it was April, May of uh, 2013. Yeah. Okay? We're actually looking at space. Yep. And we're about to. Day vividly. Yeah, we're going into. Uh, we're looking at space to open our office. And we come into a space that is currently our Summerlin office right. now. It's about 10,000 square feet. Right. After looking at two other ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're looking at this thing and we're going, okay, 10,000 square feet. And, you know, a month before that, I'm deciding, do I open an office because I'm leaving Exit Realty? Do I move back to Salt Lake? Yep. What do I do? Yep. And you're in another state and you're coming down. And, and so this is a big commitment on both of our part. Yep. And we're looking at that space. Why did you do it? I mean, what was it that you said, I'm good with this? Um, two, two things, I think. One was the two days before I'd spent with you working mm-hmm. on that vision. And remember, I was, it wasn't for me. And you had a couple other investors that were looking at doing it with you. And it was nothing more than when we were, oops, sorry, um, get emotional over it, actually. Um, I think what it was is as we were walking through the space, I remember telling you that the first space, you said, hey, this one's already been run as a Remax office. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge... Yeah, it was between two spaces, right? Yeah, it, was, it came down to those two spaces. And when we walked through that, that Remax space that was vacant, and there was offices, was carved up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, our mo- and our model, you know, at parts of it mirrored parts of that, right? And I was doing the math in my head. I was doing the math in my head, doing the math in my head so I could give you an honest answer whether, you know, you were asking my opinion whether you should take this space or another space. And it was substantially cheaper, the space was. Yeah, on, on, on the initial surface. Correct, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, here you were looking at going, like, do I limp in or do I go all in? And... I got to tell you, man, the, the, the reality was that I believed in you and I believed in the, I believed in the model that we had already put on, on the board. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you in the parking lot, I think I said to you, if this other investor decides not to do this, you know, give me a call, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd be more than willing to, to work with you. And it, it I, th- I think what it was is walking through the space, I could see it already mm-hmm. built out. I could see it already done. I could see it in my head already successful. That's big. Yeah. yeah. And the neat thing was is is those two spaces ended up working in our favor because we were negotiating on, on both of them. We wanted the Summerlin space that we had. Right. Right? The other one I, was yeah, a I think I told you, I said, I think my exact words were, I asked you a question in the parking lot. I, I remember this. Wow, I remember it just like it's yesterday. I said, are you trying to be the biggest or the best? And you said both. And I said, then you can't go to the other space. Right. But (laughs) but we were going through and we were negotiating on the Summerlin space. And both of them were listed by the same company. Same company. Two different property, two different leasing agents. But they were through the same company. And I remember we were trying, we we're really trying to get the Summerlin property down. Right. And uh, we said to him, well, there's one other property we're looking at. It's kind of off Flamingo in the 215. And he goes, oh, it's the old Remax space? He said, yeah. And that's with so-and-so? And we said, yeah. And the next thing you know, they came back and accepted our offer. Wow. 
you know, because it was like they right. knew how aggressive they were on that space that right. they were going to have to get aggressive. Right. And so we ended up with the right space. Oh, 100%. And we went to work, and it was neat because um, we opened our Signature Real Estate Group, LLC, like May 31st. We made every mistake young business people should not make, which is I remember you called me up and said, are you, you still willing to do this? And oh, I, it happened quick, too. Yeah, I said, I said, yeah, you said, okay, let me make one more call. If this other person doesn't, would you do it? And I said, sure. And all of a sudden, two hours later, the phone call came, and, uh, and you're like, okay. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. Um, and then I think you faxed me over the lease on the spot. Yeah. I signed the lease, sent a check. And, and we were off. And we were off and running. And what I mean, don't ever, you know, nobody we would ever coach or train would ever, would we ever admit this to, but we operated without an operating agreement for a good year. It was two years. Was it two years? Jeez. It was two years. <laughs> but but we had we had an agreement. Yeah. It just it wasn't, wasn't in writing. Right. Um, it wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't typed out in a formal thing, but we That's had right. plenty of agreement. Right. And you're a man of character and so am I. And so right. it was never an issue. Right. Until your mom said, what? You don't have an agreement? God, remember that? <laughs> oh, my God. Next thing you know, we had an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we've signed it, and I don't even think I've ever looked at it yeah. since. But that's because those agreements are really designed if there's a problem. Correct. Right? And there's Correct. never been a problem. So, um, But I, I was in that. I We'd been negotiating with these, these people, yep. and this other person was supposed to look at the lease, look at the lease, yep. and I finally just called her and I said, have you looked at the lease? She has, she goes, I haven't even had time yet. That's when I said, are you still in? Yep. You said you were, I called them. I said, I need you to take that name off. I need you to add this name and then let's go. And they did it and we did it and right. it was done and we've never looked back. And so we opened our corporation May 31st. Uh, we signed the lease like June 3rd. Um, yeah. and we got occupancy of our space July 1st. Right. Um, the nice thing was that we had, uh, the lobby in a conference room, uh, in the building that we were able to pre-recruit. Sp- smartest. That was one of the smartest things we added to that lease. Right. While they were doing the construction, right. we were out recruiting. Uh, yep. yep. That's when we, we um, hired Ashley because yep. um, one other exit office was shutting down. She was moving, and yep. she said, um, I care about my agents, and I care about my administrator. Would you take them? Right. I said, the door's open to all of them if they want to come. Right. And I think her basically her entire office, she only had like six or seven people. They right. all came. Ashley came aboard. Right. Janet Carpenter uh, became available. That one was amazing. That was a big shot. Perfect timing for us, too. Yeah, which was interesting because I just met her, like, within that six-month period because I was uh, president of Women's Council here locally, Mm -hmm. and she goes to all those events. Correct. That was how I knew Janet. And so when it came available, I remember calling her up. She came in and talked to us, and... And this is, that's kind of why I asked you, why did you do it? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is people see the vision or they believe in something mm-hmm. and it's good. And I remember Janet, we didn't offer a lot of money. No. In fact, we, she had stuff on the table that was more. Yeah, a lot more. And and I remember her saying to us, um, I've been with uh, Prudential mm-hmm. and I've been with Realty One mm-hmm. and I those are big name. offices. I've never worked at a startup. Right. And she came aboard and, and gave us a You remember what our answer was? We're no longer a startup. We're no longer a startup. We yep. got Janet Carpenter. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember saying that to her <laughs> yeah. when we were sitting there. And she went right to work, and, yep. and uh, Ashley came to work. And in fact, we were in one big office, the three of us together, and yep. we built a, a good culture there and just kept going. And and um, that office grew quickly and, and became very productive. And then we moved to open our second location in the Henderson area. Yep. 
So, ouch, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I think for uh, you know for me at the time you were in, you were very indulgent with me. Um, I remember having the discussion about what roles do you want us to play, mm-hmm. and you said do you want to be an investor, or do you want to be involved, and I said neither something along that line. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to, I want to be an investor, but I want to almost like advise and consent. Cause I wanted to continue that magic part we were doing. And, and you're like, perfect. Right. And I said, I'll just stay out of your way on your day to day business. Cause you know how to build an you, you do, and you do know how to build franchises. Well, and and, and early on, there's not a lot of work to be done. Whatever. Like day to day stuff. I mean, there's a lot of recruiting and stuff like that, but it's I, hard it's hard for somebody that's in Alaska, well, yeah. right? And I was still running my to other business. To report on a day-to-day basis. Correct. Yeah. And I was running my other business. And, and, and to be fair also, um, we converted Rasmussen Properties yep. to Signature yeah, Real Estate up there yep. too. So yep. you were managing agents up there as well. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you were just sitting around. No. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, you and I had this discussion off air, but I said that's been one of, for me, the hardest position I think I have had through the transition is I remember you calling me up and saying, you got to start getting here more often. You're missing the fun. It's exactly what you said. You're missing the fun because all of a sudden that avalanche started and everybody was coming. Yeah. And in the first office and, and I would come down here, I'd go, holy moly, you know, and I'd come down. It was different every time. Six weeks later, oh my gosh, you know, and there's, one after another person, I did not know who they were. And, and it was neat, you know. Um, and then we did the conversion with Rasmussen Properties up there, which, which was really good for us as far as the overall idea of where we were going to grow mm-hmm. and the idea of can we take this nationally at some point and, and, and all of that because it's a testing ground, right? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what TV shows we were watching or, you know, whether it was, uh, the, the, the profit, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's another plug for somebody on, on here. Um, but I love the whole idea of that. You have a concept that is a proven concept. And mm-hmm. then in order for you to go bigger than that, you have to show that you can operate in another location. And then to go bigger than that, you have to show that you can get outside of your geographical sphere. Right. And if you do that, now you have a brand, right? right? You have something that you can franchise. And I think early on when we were doing Alaska from Vegas, it wasn't a very big operation, but it proved that we could do it. Yeah. And then the opening up our second office locally here out in Green Valley, it proved that we could open up a second location. Like, you know, I mean, and duplicate the same concept, even at a faster pace, which was, which to me was huge. Right. Right. Um, and then along with some of the other expansion and ideas we did and, you know, trying out having some branch offices and things like that and, and it testing the waters. Um, if you were to draw it up on, on a board as a business plan, you'd probably say we, you shouldn't do it that way because I know we lost money along the way doing that. However, it's a learning experience too on so, the right way to do so it. So if you look at the profit and loss on some of those little offices and different things, you go, yeah, you lost money. Right. But if you look at the overall what it probably oh. saved us, in the long Ton. run, Ton. I think we came out ahead. Way and, ahead. And we used uh, we used a virtual location in Salt Lake yep. where I was from. Yep. So we had a few agents there. Yep. And we centralized. We had a brick and mortar up up in Alaska, yep. and we centralized the processing down here. So right. we, we experimented a lot of things. Right. And then Green Valley was a, a big deal for us because it was where we were able to 
uh, take a broker and take an amazing Correct. admin, Monica Miller. Correct. Um, and we signed a big lease out there with a lot of space because we believed in them yep. and, our, and our model. And you know what? The, back to the Monica Miller part. If we wouldn't have had Ashley, we never would have ended up with a Monica. Because we had interviewed a couple other people, mm-hmm. and we were we and you know we were working with some other people at the time uh, out there in a smaller space. Um, they wanted different people, and we almost yeah. were going to go with different people. And the last thing you and I talked about was whoever it's going to be needs to be able to be trained by Ashley on our system, and yeah. Ashley needs to needs to be able to interview her and click with her and click with her. And the only one that Ashley clicked with was, was Monica. Monica, and that. But once again, that goes down to picking the right people at the beginning who can grow with your mm-hmm. with your vision, and then duplicate off of them, right? Right. And and I still think that's one of the best things that ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. I agree. So the uh, and so then that we office, love you guys. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and that office grew and it grew quickly. Yep. And another defining moment for us in being able to say, hey, we've got a proven business model was uh, Susan Ebert 100%. in California. So she was. She was leaving a brand, and she yep. was uh, high up there, and she was in a position where um, she wasn't sure right. what she was going to do either. Yep. And uh, take it back even before that, uh, someone very instrumental to us also was Vonna. Vonna. Vonna Ball, and she was on 100%. my show last week. But she, um, I remember she called me. We'd been open about a year, and she says, do you not want me to work for you? And I go, what are I you talking that. about? And she that. goes, you haven't, you've not asked me one time. And Vana has been a big, big influence in my life in Vegas. Yep. Introduced me a ton of people. Yep. She has, you haven't asked me one time. And I said, Vana, you need to understand. I had a non-compete with Exit Realty for one year yep. that I could not recruit anybody that was in their system. Hundred percent. Yep. You were and, absolutely um, respecting the non-compete, which I got to give you a lot of credit for. Well, we were growing, and I didn't need to pilfer no, off somebody no, else. We didn't. And there was plenty of people that were co- we were just growing, right. and and so we weren't in a in a position that I even had to tr- even think about right. going against that. But she came over. We met the next weekend. She came over. Yep. She moved her entire team, her whole office, and we were off and running. Yep. And I think it was just a month or two later, she was friends with Susan, yep. and Susan reached out to her, and she said, um, "You need to talk to Brandon." Yep. And um, Susan said, okay. And me and Vonna jumped in a car one weekend and went out there and yep. talked to her. And she converted over to um, a signature real estate group. Yep. And uh, she was able to take what we, we did. We, she, did. she took down better space, yep. laid it out with your tutelage, yep. and uh, she grew that thing up. And I'm going to tell you my favorite part about, the, about my, our experience with Susan was she took the vision of what we were trying to do. She understood it immediately. She understood this immediately. Mm-hmm. And she put her own flair on it with what we were trying to do. And think about all the different things that we've adopted now nationally from what, what she's oh. doing in her office. Just the color of the carpet. Oh, the color of the carpet, the color we have right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way... I mean, I shouldn't say the just s- the color of the carpet. No. As simple as the color simple of the carpet. carpet. She's yeah, changed the, a the, lot the of... The way she the way she laid out her office, you know, mm-hmm. we... You know, we oh, talked it's a beautiful about beautiful office. Yeah, we, you know, we talked about it because it's what made sense in the space. But once it was built out, mm-hmm. it is now the way we do it, right? Whenever we can, if it's not a sublet, if it's a fresh build, that's the way we do it. Right. You know, surrounding that open space. 
which is a big part of our vision and big part of how everything plays into providing better work environment for uh, a location for the agents to do their business. Right. Right. And, and the community that it builds, which is goes along with the signature life model, which is, it's a lot more than just selling real estate. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the camaraderie that it builds, the, the fellowship that it builds, the social hours that we can have in the spaces along with the education on everything that has to do with everything else in their life. You mm-hmm. know, th- that space allows us to do that kind of stuff. And that was all because of her. Yeah. You know, um, and some of the things she does. I mean, I think she's one of the best brokers I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, I agree. entire career. I, I think agree. She, at the top of the list. I think I'm pretty good, and I think she runs circles around me. Yeah. And and I would say... And I don't mean that... I don't, I don't I, take I, it in yeah, a bad way. Yeah. I mean, she's just... Her energy level and the way she's able to bring... She's number one in her market, number first. Yeah. She's got some of the top teams in there and yep. she's got those racehorses all running in stride together together instead of being an ego driven thing where they're yep. eating each other alive. Right. They're all working together and right. collaborating. Right. Susan is an amazing woman. Uh, and I think she, she absolutely lives and breathes the idea of empathy mm-hmm. towards agents. She, she absolutely from the very beginning embrace the whole idea of absolutely caring about everything that's going on in their life. Right. And she is the, she's exactly what we look for in Correct. a broker. Yep. Somebody with a servant's heart with a competitive. There edge. it is. Yep. And she is, she, she wants is totally to, be, she that. wants to win and, but she's not going to do it at the cost of anybody. No, she she's going to, she's she going to beat right you right. Yeah. yeah. Always will do it right. But when she did that in the green Valley office took off, we knew we had a blueprint mm-hmm. now. We knew that we had something that worked. There was yeah. it was a duplicatable model. It had, it worked in different markets. It had yep. worked with not having me or you sitting in the office Correct. with having some other people. And so the discussions began. What about franchising? Right, right. Which it, was funny because I remember originally we both said we'll never franchise no matter what. No, it's why would you? I <laughs> would never would buy one. So right, right. Why would I franchise? I think franchise is kind of a dirty word, but right. but if you if you look at a kind of a co-op or a, a mind share of brokers and you work together to grow bigger, I right. think there's great power in great it. Great power. Um, if you look at it as a company that's just going to take some of your money yeah. because you're using their name, yeah, I would steer away from I, that I think, myself. I think we're also at a time where our brand fits the time, mm-hmm. right? Warren Buffett always makes some comment. I, 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 I don't, I'm not going to quote him correctly because I don't remember exact quote, but it's always like he was born at the right time in the right place with the right mindset to do what he, he's done, mm-hmm. right? hundred years earlier, there would be no Warren Buffett. A hundred years from now, there might not be a Warren Buffett, right? Um, I remember you and I having a conversation long before we ever even sat down and came up with Signature about the concept of virtual space. Yep. Right? And I was even playing with it up in Alaska. Remember, I was test driving all kinds of things like that. And there's a couple brands out there that have done it and are doing it very successfully. And and but the uphill slog that they had to go through at the beginning was immense. The amount of money mm-hmm. it cost them was immense. Um the race isn't over yet to see who's gonna win that battle. But I remember you saying some markets are just not ready for that yet. And then I remember we came up with the adage, which is we are a virtual office with the nicest. With office space. With, with the nicest office space, yeah. right? With the nicest real estate space in the market. And it's funny that that, that 
mindset is really helping define how we can grow the franchises. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And and I think that's where the next slog or the next uh, generation of real estate industry is going anyways. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. And yeah, we've, we've, We've toyed with some other stuff, yeah. and, and yeah. I think it's going to... We'll end up shifting that way in markets yep. Yep. Uh, when they're ready. When they're ready, um, exactly. But, but to me, uh, I still believe office space is pretty important. because there's, proves it. Yeah, because there's a generation, if you want to yeah. say the baby boomers, yep. that are used to going to work every day. Correct. And they're not ready for virtual offices, and right. they're still the majority of the sales in real estate. Now, right. the millennials and the, the X generation, that coming mm-hmm. up... They um, can work a little bit more virtual. They like that right. stuff, but they still like an office space to go to. I think they also still need the social aspect. They totally do. And probably more, it's funny, I think, the, I think the baby boomers and the millennials need the same thing when it comes to the social part. They won't say it. They just go they differently. Do. They just go differently to it. Yeah, and you know what's, what's neat, though, is to watch um, young people right. coming in that are good with technology and that, and then you've right. got the experienced agents and the way that they collaborate and communicate and how they right. help each other, it's, it's pretty it's phenomenal. Neat. Which is interesting. You know, both you and I are ex-gen, exes. And I'm a millennial, bud. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed. I, have, I don't even know if I'm I I'm younger than my son. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't even know if I have shoes that I would count as millennials. <laughs> um, uh, but I think that's that's concept. But back to your whole thing about, you know, Susan and duplicating it, and, and I think where you're going with it, you're, when you... I love the phrase that we we coined because of Susan, which was the servant's heart mm-hmm. or the competitive spirit. Without trying to identify that aspect of Susan, I don't think we ever would have found Devin up in Alaska. Devin's phenomenal. She, what she's done up there has been amazing. She is that person right there. She she truly, 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 truly cares about our industry and truly, truly cares about the agents, whether they're with her company or somebody else. Yeah. And yet she still wants to beat you. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and quietly, you know, mm-hmm. she's a lot like you. You have a very quiet competitive streak. <laughs> Don't make me mad. <laughs> we'll declare war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, it it, it, it the it is it's fun to grow a company. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Devin Devin's pretty awesome. She's done a great job up there. She's built a beautiful office, and uh, I I love her to death because it allowed us not to own an office and. In Alaska, <laughs> it, it is totally an independently owned Speak and operated signature real estate. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you still go in there, right? right? I do. I yeah. love. I actually, I love going to her office. She has one of the most beautiful offices I've ever seen. By far, one of the most beautiful offices in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got its own. It absolutely personifies everything about our brand, um, the feel, everything that you. You get from all of our other offices, you get there. And then she's got a couple little tweaks that are very Alaskan, mm-hmm. which makes it feel like it's it belongs there. Right. And uh, and she's doing it the right way. She's building it one agent, one transaction at a time. It's beautiful. You know, and it's perfect. And they're and they're all getting better, which is the is really neat to watch. Mm-hmm. She's turned a couple of them into superstars already. Um, she's got a couple agents that are, you know, eighteen months in the business and are already absolutely at the top of their game. Uh, and, you know, she's just a tremendous leader, but it's been also neat to see her grow just from the time that we've been working 100%. with her, you know, um, her commitment to self-growth and becoming yep. better is just, it's yep. just phenomenal. Yeah. It embraces that. Yeah. So signature life. And, um, so 
we start looking at the the possibility of franchising in November of 2016. Mm-hmm. Signature International was born. Yep. And that is our franchise sales company. Correct. So we started working on our franchise docs and all that kind of stuff, which is it's a challenge. Yeah. It uh I relate it to uh to whenever they say people that buy airlines. Mm-hmm. Right? The fastest way to go from being a multimillionaire to millionaire is to buy an airline. <laughs> <laughs> open no. a franchising open company. Open a franchising company. No, I I say that in jest because it it I think when you open up a brokerage, you know that if you do this, 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 and this every single day, mm-hmm. you're going to grow because you're doing the right thing that's been a proven track record, right? When you're selling a franchise, you know, there's a reason why franchise law is there because it, the blue sky laws, right? Mm-hmm. And think about it. It's because everybody in the past and other industries would run around and sell a vision that was not attainable. So people, you know, so you're running around telling people, look, we have already done this. Here's our track record. Here's exactly how you should do it. Here's our vision. Here's where we're going. And you're the perfect person for it. And then something in life doesn't work out. So you move on to the next. And it's right. an over it's a never ending process. Now, I say that in jest a little bit and because it's taken a while to really get going. However, I'm very, 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 very excited about where it's going now. I mean, it's it's just amazing to me. Well, it's been you're right. It's it's taken a little bit of time, but part of that is um, we look. F- we don't just grow to grow because 100%. we saw that in other brands, yep. and people are sold franchises in other brands, yep. whether it be real estate or anything. They have no business owning, owning that brand, it. right? And we said we weren't ever going to. We do weren't going to do that. Yep. So we we came up with a thing that we don't sell franchise. Yep. We award them. We award them. And uh, so we've gone down that path. But I also think. Uh, Everything happens the way it's supposed to. And, yeah, we've had a slower start than maybe some, but it's allowed us to acquire the right people Absolutely. in our organization. And I think all our puzzle pieces have been coming together, um, you know, with uh, – I mean, we've – we've. It, it's just neat the people we get to work with right. that we've met in past lives that have come around full circle. Even the people that our existing people are talking to mm-hmm. are the people we're looking for. Right. Which is so neat, right? If you do it the right way from the beginning, it takes longer, but it's a much more... uh, You build a foundation better. That's a stronger foundation, right? To build something bigger and better on, Mm -hmm. right? And we're right now as a franchise company, Signature International, we're in what they call, you know, all businesses go through it, all offices go to it. Every time you grow or expand, you go through it again, which right. is the stretch phase. Bills are tight, growth is there, you see it, you see the end of the tunnel, everything's working the way you want it, and you're like, okay, okay, when's it gonna happen, right? You're leaning forward, constantly waiting for it to happen. We're there right this second, mm-hmm. and we've been through it several times. That's a part of the business, right? That's what you do to grow. Yeah, what did you say one time? The doubling down. All right, you ready? Double down again. Right, double down again. Yeah. The more you get, the harder it is to double That's down. That's exactly <laughs> right. Right. The, the 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 more you grow, the harder it is to risk everything else. Um. But if you don't go through that pain, you're built on something that's very false. Right. The companies that get it too easy, too fast, they're usually a house of cards. Yeah. And they're not built to sustain through market trends or market changes. 
right? So I think the I don't think I know the way we've been doing it and going through the pains we go through. You learn from them, you right? Get better the next one. I would rather take longer to find the the right core ten percent, so that when we add the rest, the system is built is as good as it can be built. But you also say you know you feel the pain and stuff, but. The, the difference is we felt that pain to stay debt-free. 100%. So we're not taking 100%. out loans. We're not doing all no. that stuff to grow. We're, we're self-funding which, this as we go. Which is, which is interesting because most companies that become franchises never do that. Right. Almost, it, it, matter of fact, it's, if they do, they do it from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and they never actually start the way we did with corporate-owned offices. Right. So usually you give away the farm in order to franchise, and you just get a small piece off the off of each product, you know, right. licensing fee or whatever. Um, our model, we did it the opposite, right? Because we wanted to make it about the agents at every level, and which meant they, they get more. A lot so, more. So the, 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 the self-funding became a way for us to do that. Um, what did you say one time? And I, 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 I still remember this. Other companies add in-house businesses to make more profit for mm-hmm. themselves. Um, other companies take larger splits to make more profits for themselves, knowing that a certain percentage of people just will never leave them, right? right? We gave them the best deal from the very beginning and the highest service and quality from the very beginning, knowing that we were going to have to build bigger, faster. But once we got there, we had a winning formula because it was cheaper for our customers to stay with us, our agents. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper for our franchises to stay with us. Right, it, which means they have more money in their pocket to be successful. Right, it means once it catches on, it goes right because nobody can compete at that stage. Higher quality, less less cost. Mm-hmm. That's simple. Um, and then with the in-house industries, I remember what I was getting at is what you said was, if we can put off being greedy for a little longer than everybody else that has come before us, then we'll be able to build everything we want to build. That's right. And I think that's right where we're at. That's that's where the doubling down comes down. That's where down. the doubling down you know, comes it's like Exactly. You can take your payoff and you can be done yeah. today. Yeah. Or you can say, hey, what's next? Right. And, 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 and level up and do things better. Well, I, you and I joke about all the time. I mean, my joke always was, uh, someday I'm going to get a nice paycheck. Right? I always <laughs> used to say that. Right? And, and it's a joke, but it's there's truth in it, meaning we... I still remember looking on the marker board in the, in the first office we had, and we talked about, here's what it'll be if we do it this way. Here's what it'd be today. Are we willing to risk this much more to make it right? right. And we were. Right. And I think it's part of it's because, once again, we both were serial entrepreneurs, and we're willing to risk. But you also know where you're going. 100%. If you're clear on where you want to go, then it makes it easier to take that next 100%. step. 100%. And, and that's why earlier when we talked about it, anytime we've gotten off track, that's been the first thing we need to get back to doing. Mm-hmm. And it's a good lesson for you and I both every time we do it. Yeah. Well, and to me, um, everything that we've done and everything that we're doing has been meant to be. And why I say that is that people I've met in my past life— Absolutely. —or early on in my career— have come full circle. Yeah. And uh, an example is when I was uh, first looking at the Exit Realty franchise, I heard about it. We went to a, a mm-hmm. Utah Jazz game to hear the presentation, and then we got put into the suite, and 
Spencer Kimball, who was the regional owner at the time, right. didn't have any time to talk to me and my business partner. Right. So I get stuck talking to this short, bald guy from Hungary, <laughs> actually from Canada, but he's Hungarian. Right, right. Actually born in Hungary, but migrated to Canada and now to the U.S. Um, and he talked to us all night about this exit deal, mm-hmm. and we ended up buying it, and we hired him as my coach. Yeah. And so five years, I paid him 500 bucks a month to coach me right. once a week, right. right? He gave me a hell of a deal, and and we just we went through this coaching period, and then all of a sudden we kind of became friends, and then it became more of an advisory role. Right. Anyway, he's our VP of training right. In, uh, right. uh, at Signature. Right. And si- and si- Spencer, who sold me my first franchise, yep. um, he's our president, president of, of the operations. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so we go through that process, and then you look, we open an office in Salt Lake, and our broker there is the broker that hired me into the business. Right. You know, so it's like all these people we've Combat, met through yeah. the life, and there's right. more that you've met right, that yeah. are the same thing. Devin. Devin, same thing, um, that we met through this thing that are all circling back and right. finding their place in the in uh, the thing. It it's one of those things where you see talent when you see it, right? It's whether or not the timing is right where you're able to do something with them, right? And or whether you have grown enough where they themselves. I mean, let's be honest. The fact that the I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Spencer was almost your boss. Right, him. He was a regional yeah. owner over over your brokerage. Uh, Alex was your mentor, yeah, and your coach, and you did everything he said to do. Uh, Mark was your first broker that taught you how to do this business. He he, right? without he him knowing, but without right. him knowing, he taught me how to run a brokerage. Correct, because I was watching. Yeah, and you, know? you didn't even know you were doing it at the time, mm-hmm. right? But you had to go come full circle in your career to get to a point where they saw that you and we, and as a company, hey, I want to be a part of that. I want to follow that guy that I used to be in charge of, in essence. Right? Yeah. And it's interesting to see that. Well, you also look at it this way. So they make an impact on your life. It's because you respect them and you follow 100%. what they say. But by you living up to your end of the bargain, they you get that mutual respect. Correct. Which it's just neat to be able to, well, to work with you, these guys you, again. You've always had a tendency to, follow, if there's a proven track record, you've always said, show me how to do it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it the best. And then if, But if it doesn't work, then we'll talk. Yeah, if, I, if you right. tell me what to do and it doesn't, it doesn't work, work, then we'll have and a different discussion. But it's amazing because it always works. Right, but, but that's the story of real estate, right? If you work, it works. I mean, let's be honest. I know we have a lot of agents that are going to watch this and stuff, and, and one of the things that I've always been frustrated with through my entire career, and I know you were too, is this isn't rocket science. And there's a brand new way of getting business that comes around every other day. Yep. And there's always a salesman out there trying to take your money and even more importantly, your time by sending you down a new rabbit hole of this great new way of getting business. Mm-hmm. Right. And every real estate agent across the board gets pummeled with the calls the second they get their license. And then they seem to get it again a year later or two years later. Or if you move in, move office, you get them again even though that what works in this industry has worked almost since time has begun, right? It's still about meeting people and doing follow-up with them. That's it. And there's lots of really cheap ways to do both. And yet everybody thinks they have to spend time on Facebook all day long. 
And most of the time, they're not doing the right things on Facebook in order to actually use it as a tool. That's right. And the fact that you were willing to listen to people that have been in the business before you and put the right systems in place day one as an agent is what gained their respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? You did what you were supposed to do. You listened to it. You, you, you put it in place. And then you added to it with your own things that you learned along the way too. And so it's a proven track record, right? Yeah. So, so now you got a proven model and you got proven track record correct. of people that have done it before. That's right. And to to work with people that have been down the path before, it's just it's a right. tremendous honor. My favorite one's Craig Shelley. Craig Shelley. He's the newest member the newest and he's member our VP of, of operations. Yeah. And Craig has got some of the on paper, if he were to actually write out his resume, which I'm sure I could ask him for and he'd produce it in twenty seconds. I uh, read it once. Did you really? Yeah, the first time like he came down, pages? he was speaking. He's like, I didn't think you were going to read the whole thing. I'm like, well, then why'd you give it to me? <laughs> but yeah, it is it is impressive. Impressive beyond belief. I've never met a man that is more prepared to be an executive at a company like ours ever. Right. On paper, right? And we're blessed to have him. We're blessed. And he made a comment to me the other, or one day, he said, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm an intrapreneur. Mm-hmm. And I said, what the heck is that? You know, and he said, he said, my goal is to take a, a great company from where they grew, but they start to stagnate to then grow. Mm-hmm. And he's done it several times in his career. You know, he did it with Remax and he did it with a couple other companies and did it with an insurance company. And, and he just has a wealth of knowledge and experience and actual um, you know, in an MBA and everything else that comes along with it and, and, and people to call upon. But for me, when, when you first called me and said, Hey, we're, we talked to Craig Shelley, what would you think about this? I started almost laughing. Remember mm-hmm. Craig Shelley and I go way back. We used to be sitting in the back. Craig has a, uh, both Craig and I obviously have a tendency to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to jump and beat, beat you. No, I wasn't going to say anything. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, and, and to get into deep philosophical conversations. And I remember sitting on bus rides with Craig when I'd be at, at, at real estate conventions and stuff, going to things. And I would specifically pick out this old Mormon man, you know, Craig. The total opposite of you. Total opposite of me. And... And he would seek me out every single trip Mm -hmm. to do the same thing so that we could have these half hour, 45 minute long conversations about all kinds of things in life. Mm -hmm. And I always thought someday, somewhere I'd work again with Craig Shelley, just in the back of my mind. It, so when it happened, it just blew me away. I was like, wow, wow. Yeah. But it also, it's, it's cool too, because you and I had conversation before and you said, we need to have Alex work with us. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. said hey, time's not right. Yep. And we'd also mentioned Craig Shelley in the yep. past. Yep. Um, and nope, time's not right. And when the time was right, everything it worked out. Worked out. And uh, uh, yeah, we're just we've got we've got the pieces in place now that I believe that Signature International is about to take a quantum uh, leap. I I think 2020 is going to be an incredible yeah. year for this company. Yeah, just the many just levels. the franchisees or the potential franchisees, the potential the offices are going to be opening. The quality of the brokers that have been yeah. taking a look. The quality at us. of the one that was in town last night was oh, she's phenomenal, impressive, and she's she's finalized. She is, she's opening in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah. I I mean, I spent uh, ten 
15 total minutes together. You know, you add all the time up, maybe 20. Shut mm-hmm. up. I was talking too much, right? Uh, with her. <laughs> and, and that was the first time I had actually met her in person. And uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, just everything we're talking about. Yeah. And she has another background that she's bringing into the industry that we're going to be able to tap into. That's yeah. the other thing. We're collecting people with lots of experience. Yeah. So. She's, she's a neat person, too. I, she went through Shield Maiden three times. But yeah. the last time she went, she was there with Devin. Yep. And, was and with Shelly. Shelly. Yep. And so she she knows some of our people too, right. and they were all very all very excited when they heard she was coming yeah. aboard. She's a she's a true leader too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. So, yeah, so. me too. And then uh, yeah, we've just got some great people l- taking a look at us, and and when these come through, I'm just excited to see what they build. Me too. And to be in markets like that, we never really anticipated we'd probably be at. No, but so. the part that I think is really interesting, and I saw this by accident. Uh, couple months back and I think I told you about it the 20 fastest growing counties and boroughs in the country almost every one of our yeah. offices were opening are in those in, in those areas and with, that was by, by accident. accident yeah and including St. Louis yeah that's one that's in the top 22 right I think it is I'll have to go back and check yeah St. Louis has come across my radar for yeah. a lot of things I hear there's some good investment out yeah, there exactly so. so um so I'm excited about that but then uh so we've gone down that path, and, and obviously the real estate ride's been fun. Yes. Um, and now we've got we've gone into a few other ventures. Yep. We've got very excited uh, about created a big holding company that we've actually moved Signature International into. Yep. Uh, and in that holding company, our our idea is to open a lot of different companies. Correct. That there'll be opportunities um, for our agents basically to to have ownership in right in way one way or another, but. Uh, one that's on the board already is an insurance company. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I mean, we've been open now, what, four months? About four, four and a half months, yeah. Four and a half months. And we are already uh, writing policies every single day. Um, it is an, it is an independent brokerage. And our goal is to have uh, an office of independent brokerage in every single market that we go into. Mm-hmm. And we'd st- and to be also be able to write just about every kind of insurance we can think of uh, related to the commercial side and the residential side, along with health insurance, E&O, car, auto, yeah. all that stuff. Um, like I said, in every market we go into and or uh, uh, some other markets, maybe even lead into the markets with the insurance company before we ever even go in and find the franchises. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity for us. I mean, you and I came out of a system that believed in the residual model and before we started Signature. It's a way for us to bring that into the fold where we can have residual income coming in and profits coming in to the holding company. And, and, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think the sky's the limit for that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm impressed with the growth that's happening and I know, um, just got some pricing on, um, yeah. my policies and yeah. stuff and they're going to save me quite a bit of money. I, the I next couldn't year. believe it when you told me the like, amount, which was awesome. Over I mean, four grand. Four so, grand. Which I mean, it's, in, it's not one policy. It's a no, few policies, right, but, but still, still, um, that's significant savings over a year. Right. And then, uh, we've also got the signature real estate school. Yep. And, uh, we're in the final approval process. Hopefully soon we'll hear on that on, uh, being able to do the Pre-licensing in Nevada. Right now we're doing post and see and all that stuff. I know we're working on opening a school in Alaska for Devin. Yep. And I think that might even happen just about as fast as the pre-licensing here. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. That is a little tough. Yeah, but it's amazing how fast it's moving forward. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but it, once again, that's the whole idea of scalability, right? Right. You do it, you do it right the first time, then it's easier to make a couple of tweaks and changes to take it to another geography or another market. And, mm-hmm. and, but it all comes down to doing it right the first time. Right. So, and then, um, there's something that that's become official that I don't even think you know about yet. Uh, the we've been working on the signature strong um, yes. foundation the nonprofit yeah. uh, we got word this week and got our paperwork back oh, fantastic. it is finalized there too so we just got a few things a few that, other filings but uh, now signature strong are, are um, um, uh, what a charitable organization yeah. is basically going to be there that will allow us to be able to do great things across the country right in all the markets, including Las Vegas, Alaska, and whatever. Right. Um, and some of the stuff we've done before we got that finalized just as a company was, you know, we, we sponsored a, a canine for Las Vegas mm-hmm. Metro and uh, a police dog. And then we've also bought a 15-passenger ban- van, van for yep. the Boys and Girls Club. And so there's some great, great things that have happened in many, many other charitable events. Um, and if you actually listen to the, the podcast from last week, uh, Vonda was on. She talked about a lot of that stuff. So I'm really excited about that as well. And so we've got that going. Um, I know we're working towards a few other. We are a couple other ventures, yeah. a couple other related things. I don't know if we should uh, talk about. I think but we'll hold off and yeah, very excited have you back on when they come together. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the our vision all along, well, uh, you know, I, I remember you and I having conversations about it it's like okay i got to find where my role is in the company and i always wanted to do more bring more to the table than just the 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 real estate brokerages right Right. because we always thought that that there is a way to do it properly legally and and do it the right way uh we just had to figure out how to do it and do it on a national scale right i think we you know, I don't think, I know we've figured that out now, and now we're finally starting to open up one piece after another. And the, and the insurance... The portfolio's and the, growing. Right, portfolio's growing. And the insurance uh, brokerage and the, the school were the first two pieces. Mm-hmm. And Signature Strong was always on there, and that was a whole side one, because I know both you and I talked about it from the very beginning. We wanted to make sure that we gave back to, to our community. And part of the want, Signature yeah, Life. Exactly. It's a, absolutely a part of it. And... Uh, and it also became very apparent to us that you can't give to everybody. No. And, and we want, you want to, but when, you know, you have uh, brokerages the size of ours, you almost need a vehicle to, to, to pick and choose the right way and right places to, to give back. Right. Uh, and opening up a charitable foundation or, you know, charity that eventually becomes a foundation is the way to do it. And I know for me personally, and I think you feel the same way, it, it, you know, it, if and when our company ever goes public or something along that lines, whatever the end is for us, five, 10, 20 years from now, things foundation is a way for us still to stay involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that down deep inside, I, I know is very important, you know, for me and I, I'm sure for you too. So, so. Yeah. And, um, see what else we got. Um, so we picked up a new hobby Oh, you remember? <laughs> so this is this is a side note, and this isn't really part of the, the holdings things. But me and Mike are just a glutton for punishment. And really want to test our partnership. Yeah. So we've invested in a couple fantastic Sam's hair salons. Wow. <laughs> talk about talk about an experience yeah. on the side. No, nah, it's, it's a great experience actually so far. It's great with business and also yeah. and 
learning to deal with with another aspect, and, and it almost makes you it brings back some of the the fun. Of yeah. Oh, I, I listen. Running just I know you you had an errand for me to run or a, a little little thing I had to go do today, and I hate to say I was excited to go over and do it. Yeah. Well, you know I, mean? I had to run over to one I of the hair salons today, and I wasn't excited <laughs> to do it. <laughs> no, I, it's it's neat though. But it you know we take we've taken two salons that are um, kind of on the outs, right. so to speak. Yeah. They'd been kind of run down. And so yeah. we put the right manager in place, again, the right people. Right. And, I, you know, we keep talking about learning business things. And now I start realizing that's maybe where we should be helping coaches is on the side is helping everybody coach people on the business yeah. side too. Because we're yeah. learning the right and wrong ways to do it personally. You know, Mine is just, I would just say, I would say, I would teach people to go meet people because they're going to work with them later. Yeah. And Shannon's another example. Perfect. Because about, Four years ago, I walked into a Great Clips, and I, she accidentally cut my hair. Yep. When I say accidentally, it was just random, yep. right? And I've gone to Great Clips, Supercuts, all kinds of stuff. Didn't matter to me because my hair grows so fast. Right. And she did such a great job that I yeah. came back one more time to that store. She wasn't there. Another girl cut my hair. Right. Wasn't as great. I came back the next time, and Shannon remembered me, and she says, you've been cheating on me. <laughs> and for the next four years, nobody but Shannon's cut my hair. Right. And uh, whether you think it looks good or not, <laughs> well, I th- I, th- I I like it. So I think my hair looks great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, but but the interesting thing was is when we had the opportunity for these yeah. salons, I I just naturally asked her, and it's it's neat that now she's stepped away from that. Correct. And and come over too. So it's I really believe you don't meet people by accident. You and, uh, you collect people. You collect people. Well, that's what, I don't mean it in a bad way. Right. I mean I mean. You attract whatever you're putting out in the world is what you attract back, right? And we all have a tendency to let relationships fade. Mm-hmm. It's just a human nature, right? But we're in the business. Uh, we're talent scouts, right? Right. Um, I don't remember who said that recently, but we were at some function. And somebody else was on stage talking about how you're a talent scout and. And Shannon, it was VIP fifty. It was, it? yeah, what, right? VIP fifty down in Dallas, and uh, um, I think it was Gary Barnett was yep. talking about it. And, and wow, if you guys ever have a chance to see him speak, go see Gary Barnett. Bracket, bracket, Gary Bracket. Why did I say it? Barnett? Oh, Barnett. Oh God, he'd get mad if I heard him say <laughs> that. <laughs> Gary, don't listen to this part. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's our number one fan, uh, so he I, really I, messed up. I'm going to actually have to text him and say I accidentally yeah. said your name wrong on on on, on air, but. Uh, you know, he was up on stage and, and talking about that. And it is true. You knew by the service that she was giving you that you didn't want to go anywhere else no matter what. No. Right? And in passing, you were able to pick up that she was ready for something bigger and better. She well, had grown. I, I honestly would have had zero interest in doing the hair salons if it wasn't for her. But that goes back to my trust in your judgment because just like when we opened this up, when you told me I have the person and then the opportunity showed up to do it. I, we I, did it. We did it. And I think my exact words were, if she can do it, we're, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't even met her yet. Um, but that... And just so you know... Janet thinks you're her favorite, so she <laughs> likes you more than me. <laughs> it's because she never sees you as much. That's right. Well, you don't put your feet up on her desk like I do. So, <laughs> so uh, but, uh, you know, I think we, we talked about 
being able to be businessmen first mm-hmm. versus real estate people. And I think when you, for us, approaching things that way, we know we're going to have other opportunities that pop up. But it also allows you, and I'm going to point this out, I mean, just this podcast alone, you have been a visionary without ever being called a visionary, right? All the time. We were the first ones in the market to add Jesse to the staff to do social media, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We were the first ones to bring Max into the real estate world. That sounds really weird to everybody that's not in the real estate industry listening right now, but it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. It made the offices look different. It made them look cleaner and higher end. Mac computers. Mac. What I said. That's what you said, but I was right. like, Max. Max. Yeah. What I the Max. hell? What's a, what uh, did we order Max? I'm bring just going to go with and, this. And, and, <laughs> and whether you're an Apple person or a, a Microsoft person doesn't matter. But in our business, the Macs are a much higher quality thing that works for us, right? Um, but that traditionally was never done, much less spending. Yeah, they're PCs. Yeah, yeah they're PCs and people, and, and because brokerages are just not willing to spend that kind of money to, to provide for their agents that kind of quality, right? Mm-hmm. Or can't, right? Um, the, the, you doing the podcast now, you doing your, your weekend wrap-ups. Yeah, there's other people around the country doing it. But you didn't see it being done at the professional level. We're doing it. Well, and the other thing is, and we we missed a company too. We we actually started Signature Me- Signature Life Media. Yeah, as the, yeah. And uh, yep. we have two full time guys, guys that, that really work all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they do a phenomenal job yep. and make everything look good. And that, they're the reason we're able to do this podcast. Um, and their their work's really going to begin after this. They'll put it together and everything right. to get it out. Um, but the neat things, the videos, the vlogs yep. and stuff. And if, if you're not familiar with this, I mean, you can find us on YouTube under signature real estate group right. and you can watch some of the stuff that they're putting out and you, you can see the culture that we're developing. Right. We put our sales meetings up there so you can see how we've done that kind of stuff. But, right. but you, you know, visionary, maybe, um, I just, I just like to think outside the box Yeah. and I like to, Mind but, share with with great people like yourself, but I think the different why you're different that way. And please take this as a, as a compliment because it is. When there are lots of people in our industry that think that way because they're thinking from a marketing standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get a bigger market share, and there's nothing wrong with that. You see it as an opportunity because you're thinking as a business person first. That's a difference. And every real estate agent, every team leader, every brokerage uh, owner, every broker, every franchisee, every agent needs to treat their business like a business more than they do. Yeah. And they need to treat it like they're a business person first that happens to be in real estate and then become a master of that, 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 uh, that industry, right? But you have to apply the business side to it first. And I think you thinking that way allows you to see opportunities to try new things. Yeah, you're right there. And the other the other thing is there's two other ways I look at it. Number one, I never lose sight of who my customer is. Yeah. And that is our agents. That's it. And I never lose sight of delivering the best experience possible. That's it. Because that's the thing that people remember. That's it. And so it's all about the experience. And so if we can create a better experience with them in video, if we can create better experience with them to be able to get them more knowledge, um, to communicate with them better... That's where I want to go. Yep. Um, 100%. I believe the Macs create a better experience for the mm-hmm. agent. I uh, do too. I believe that the open concept of the office that we've created 
create a better collaborative Absolutely. experience for the agent. Absolutely. I believe the right people in the office with the right personalities create a better experience for those agents. Yep. And that's really what it's about. Because in the end, I want people to look back and go, that was the best company I ever worked right. at. Absolutely. We have people that have left us because they did have a better opportunity that said, if anything changes, I'm coming back. And we've had lots that lots have come of back. Lots of come back. And the quickest one left and was back within three weeks. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. it's neat. Um, I, I just, I love working with you, Mike. I love what we've created. I love the agents that we have. I love the, the team that we've built. And I, I look forward to the future and everything that comes from that. And I appreciate your time coming and in, in chatting and catching up. And Absolutely. we'll have to do a part two because there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to. I know. But uh, You talk too much. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, we'll, we'll call it a wrap this time. And, and again, I love you, man. Love you too. Thank you for listening to the Signature Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review and subscribe. Don't forget to also follow us on YouTube and Facebook.